0: Winning Sizen returns at mybookie.ag and it's time to get in on the action. First time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on site Bookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with my bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie Zulu Alpha Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, and when you win, get paid. Today on the Cast, wait till you see the new contract on Taysom Hill. Andy Poland joins me after Sunday's win over Carolina. It looks like he's starting to win sock a bit on Taylor Heineke. We'll talk LeBron Brawl, Baker Mayfield's wife, and the Eternal Sports Tees spring football. All that plus road wins on the World Tennis Tour just got a lot harder. Your 40-minute uncensored Zabe Express is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Ho-ho-ho-ho! <laughs> Here we go! Tuesday, November 23rd, 2021. Thank you for downloading. Today is the day in which sometime shortly after noon, whatever time zone you're in, or maybe sooner, you start to wind it down. (laughs) The great shrinking... Thanksgiving work week let it begin today sometime afternoon unless of course you are a true working american somebody who is indispensable somebody for whom you must show up every day a nurse a fireman a garbage man a long haul trucker a podcaster you could have taken today off shut your mouth then you will be here and ready to go to work and i'm glad to provide you content up uh, Alert, though, I do believe I'm going to take Thanksgiving off from this podcast. I think we're going to go one day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, free, free, free. And Friday is going to be behind the paywall. Friday will be, if everything works out, me, Scott, and Sally via digital Skype or whatever we're hooking up with. Microsoft Teams, maybe. It's not as good as in person. Some say it's good enough. I feel like it's just not good quite as good as I want but we can't meet in person but I'll do it over Skype and I'm going to try to get a your looking live with those guys on Wednesday which would air on Friday morning behind the paywall for those sub- subscribers the true one percenters so stay tuned for that okay before we get to the meat of the podcast a couple of emails you can always reach me at zabe at yahoo.com. This one from Jeff. He writes to say, Aaron's toe. Zabe, a lot of speculation about Aaron Rodgers' toe, but my theory is he has gout, and I'm sure he's trying to heal it holistically using nettle tea and cherry juice. He should be good to go after the bye. <laughs> well, gout is a real thing. I've got family members who battle it, and it usually comes from eating rich foods. It causes severe inflammation. It's called the rich man's disease, but I don't know if nettle tea or cherry juice does the trick. I think that email was a bit more sarcastic. We'll see if moron Rogers toe shakes out this week. I would certainly like to know. It seems like those who cover the green Bay Packers for a living. Aren't that curious? Interesting. Daniel teeters writes, Wisconsin, greater sign, Minnesota. Hey, Zabe, loved your Minnesota chat with Charch. As a native Wisconsinite who spent two years living in the cities, that'd be Minneapolis-St. Paul, I can attest that the differences between the two states are indeed distinct. Minnesota nice is a polite way to say passive aggressive, at least in the Minneapolis corporate world. Nothing is forthright or said to anyone's face. Niceties rule the day until the individual is back at his or her desk and becomes a keyboard warrior. It is one of the most frustrating aspects of Minnesota culture. And the amount of self-adulation regarding the phrase, Minnesota nice, amongst the residents is absurd. It's akin to giving yourself a nickname, not cool. The trust in government, Zabe, there is astounding to me. Not sure if this is a carryover of Norwegian culture, but if you are at all skeptical of the capabilities of bureaucrats, you are pegged as a tinfoil hat wearing lunatic. The phrase, I'm sure they know what they're doing, was said to me often. I cannot imagine how it's been during COVID. Thankful to be back home in the Fox Valley since 2018. Well, I know how it's been since COVID. Everyone has just followed, you know, the Minnesota has been, oh, yeah, no, we got to do this. Oh, I'm sure they know what they're doing. Oh, and the driving, it's a carryover of the passive-aggressive culture, i.e., this is my left lane. I'm entitled to it, even as I drive two miles per hour under the speed limit. These are not little old grannies, mind you. The worst offenders were man bun wearing Prius drivers. Last thing on Minnesota, Prince sucks. Had to get off my chest. Whoa, whoa. Not have you blaspheme Minnesota like that. Look, I know many. I don't know many. I know charge. I'm sure there's many fine Minnesotans. I'm sure they don't all think alike. But I kind of guessed that the culture was that way. P.S. as far as the game on Sunday, F replay to the moon. Nothing like high-fiving and celebrating an interception that puts the Packers in a chance to win the game only to get back from commercial to realize it's under review. Nothing as deflating as that. I hate replay. It's a game. Live with the calls. Move on. Continue, please, Abe, to be the voice of reason on this. Please. Thank you, Dan. Dan, nice email. Appreciate that. I try on the replay thing. Some people are so hard down towards what they think is justice. Smart people like my colleague, Mike Heller, who does middays on the game. He still believes in it. He, he he bristles when I say getting it right is overrated. That's the point. That thing right there. You're, the moment, the moment of football has been robbed. Every moment. All the great moments. Interception. Yes. Touchdown. Yes. All those have been robbed with the uncertainty of what you just saw, what the referees just said you saw, may not withstand micro-scrutiny. Excuse my voice there. What happened there? Might not withstand microscopic scrutiny. When you come back from commercial, you're all high and jacked up on, we're going to beat them. No, you're not. Because we found microscopic evidence that has overturned the call. I, I can't think of anything worse, more corrosive, more heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, is that the right word? I can't think of anything that cuts at the core of why we watch sports for enjoyment and visceral thrill than replay. And yet, many people swear by it. Taysom Hill is a new contract. Get this a unique four-year hybrid type of deal that could be worth anywhere between $40 million and $95 million depending on the position he plays, and it includes a $22.5 million guarantee. This according to Adam Schefter. Now, Charge tweeted, Taysom Hill averages 13 snaps a game. Not throws. Not throws. Snaps. Doesn't even touch the ball thirteen times a game, ridiculous, right? Well, Spot Track or Spot Track—I forget how you say it—they're great when it comes to contracts. Go to Spotrackr.ac.com for all your contract salary cap needs in all sports, and follow them on Twitter at Spotrack. Says translation: The Saints didn't want to take an automatic eight point nine million dollar dead cap hit when the when Hill's contract current current contract automatically voided. So they extend him to essentially two more years of his current pay level to keep the active and dead cap spread out while keeping a valuable player in tow. What? what? Okay, fine. Whatever that means. Capology 101. Oklahoma City Thunder say they will no longer require proof of vaccination or negative tests to attend home games. Good. It's progress. But it's small in the face of insanity going on elsewhere, like in Austria, where they are going into another lockdown now, two years in, and they're going to force vaccination, mandatory for everybody. In Australia, they're using the army to round up those who are positive COVID tested and their close contacts, rounding them up with the army to take them to COVID quarantine camps. This is happening right now in the world, in Western, supposedly civilized, democratic countries. It's the scariest thing I've ever seen. Hard to be into, oh, the Lakers lost last night. That's great. What's good? Is this ever going to come here? At least Oklahoma City is like, fuck it, we got to sell tickets. Drop this bullshit. Jeff Shackelford writing on Twitter, actually retweeting a no laying up tweet. Memo sent to PGA Tour players today announcing, Mo' Money, Mo' Money, Mo' Money. FedEx Cup bonus pool up from 60 mil to 75 mil. Comcast Business Tour top 10 up from 10 mil to 20 mil. What's the Comcast Business Tour? I, I don't know. PIP Money, that'd be player impact program, up from 40 mil to 50 mil. Pool money. Somebody had a funny tweet, which was a bar graph. PIP standings update, player impact program, which is how popular players are and how much they move the social media needle. Tiger's single wedge shot, and it's got a huge bar going way out to here, and it's every other player combined. Tiny little thing. It's very funny. Official prize money on tour, up from 367 to $427 million. Average purse, up from $8 million a year to 9 dollars One million. Long gone are the days in which Lon Hinkle could win the Isuzu Andy Williams Classic and take home a sweet $135,000. It's good to be a pro. This is pressure, obviously, being put on other tours, starting up and offering possibly guaranteed money. And then there's this. (laughs) Apparently, Tesla is in a fight with J.P. Morgan. And J.P. Morgan, knock, knock wants their money from Tesla. Quote, we have provided Tesla multiple opportunities to fulfill its contractual obligations. So it is unfortunate that they have forced this issue into litigation, said the bank last week, JP Morgan. Elon Musk responded with, if JP Morgan does not withdraw their lawsuit, I will give them a one-star review on Yelp. This is my final warning I don't give a shit if Elon Musk might be fraudulent. Fucking love that guy. All right, let's get to Andy Paul. Hello. Andy, hello. <laughs> Are you still on a high from the Wolfskins win on Sunday? It Two was in a row. fun. It was fun. Two in a row. Look. In this yeah. league, as you know, or up here, as Joe Jackson Gibbs used to say, right up here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. two is all it takes. Two losses are a catastrophe. Two wins are euphoria in a row. Yeah, that's yeah. all it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: and how especially it works. with a, a 17 game schedule, you know, it's it's become like baseball. You can be terrible in September, but get hot in November. You know.
0: It's funny. I'm already feeling the different depth of the ocean of this 17 game schedule in that the normal rhythms that we have grown accustomed to the mileposts of, well, you need to be at least four and four at this point, or at least need to be this at that point. It, we're, we're a little bit uncomfortable. I'm a little bit uncomfortable thinking, okay, what will actually get
1: in, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it used to be you'd go into Thanksgiving and you'd look at the standings and you'd say, okay, that team is closing in on, you know, eight, nine wins and they ought to be able to coast to the division title. Now, you know, you got teams with uh, seven and three records. You don't know. They they still got seven games to go. They could collapse.
0: Yeah. Plus, the two of the teams that whoopsawed us two weeks ago, re-whoopsawed us again this week. That would be Dallas and Buffalo. Yeah, Dallas and yeah. Buffalo had terrible losses two weeks ago and were like, oh, wow, what's going on? Then they come back and they dominate the following week, and then this weekend they both got beat and beat handily.
1: Yeah. Oh, Tennessee a few weeks ago looked unbeatable. Right. Now, it's true. They lost their best player, but they got, they got clobbered by Houston. It's crazy. At home, no less,
0: yeah. which mm-hmm. is hard to believe. And, of course, you had the Sunday nighter, which was a hell of a game. And it just proved once again there is no amount of fucking up of the
1: product that Roger Goodell and the owners can do none yeah, yeah. Be- notice this too uh, when I was watching the games yesterday they were promoing the hell out of the fact that I think it's CBS or no it's Fox. they're going to do a two hour pregame show on what? Thanksgiving yeah you you just you just slap NFL <laughs> on it and you can you can run it whenever you want. I mean it used to be oh prime time, network TV time. You know, that's precious. Nope. If it, if it says NFL, throw it on. People are watching.
0: Yeah. So I did not get to see the woof game yet. I just got home from traveling, and I was up at Minnesota on Sunday in person, but I saw snippets. I saw the highlights. Uh, T- Taylor Heineke's fourth down conversion, where he stopped on a dime, Brett Favre style. What? As Tom Jackson would say, or as Berman would say, What and, and then throws it. I mean, the kid has a moxie to him. And I saw a stat of Heineke on third and fourth downs in the last two games, and he's damn near ninety one percent.
1: Is that possible? I, I I don't know. That that sounds high, but you you know, you, you have to realize that, you know, two weeks ago, you know, it was like this experiment's over. Two and six. You know, two weeks ago yeah. it was
0: two and six. It was the darkest before this
1: little two-game dawn. Okay. Right. And, and the last two games, I don't think you can play the position much better than he's played it, especially with the talents that he has. He does not have a big arm, but he compensates for it by making plays. And I'm not saying that this guy is ever going to be great. But I I came up with a comp for him and and see if you're buying what I'm right. what I'm selling here. All right. Uh, all right. Do you remember the 1998 season? Right.
0: 98 for the was- season for Washington.
1: Okay. Yes. And you had Gus Farad, who uh, and actually I think he made the well that was the year after he'd banged his head in the wall. So uh, you know he he somehow made the Pro Bowl as like an alternate the year before. Then 97 he starts to decline. He starts the season. They've already got Jeff Hostetler hurt. And Gus throws two picks in the opening game against the Giants. And North Turner puts in Trent Green. Who the hell is Trent Green? Now, he was terrible for the first seven games. They were 0-7. Second half of the season, he caught fire. And he was twenty-eight years old. He had been drafted in the eighth round by San Diego. The eighth round doesn't even exist anymore. They right. cut him. He was cut from the Canadian League. He right. wound up on like the Washington practice squad for Three years, I think, and then finally got a chance to play. And you know, were it not for that preseason injury, maybe he's running the greatest show on turf instead of Kurt Warner. Uh, yeah. He still had a pretty good career. Played, you know, seven or eight years with Kansas City. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I I don't think Taylor Heineke is ever going to be a superstar, but he can play in this league. He can play.
0: Trent Green, six three. Two ten
1: bigger, yeah, bigger, no question. Different, different kind of player. But what I'm saying is eighth round out of out of where Andy Indiana. That's
0: right. Yeah. Uh play a uh, played high school ball in Missouri. Meanwhile, Gus Farratt, seventh rounder out of Tulsa, mm-hmm. and he was he goes six three two thirty bigger. Right, right. No, no,
1: they're, they're different style. I understand. Okay, that.
0: but the, the comp the comp is hey. Why couldn't he be a gem, a hidden gem, an unpolished gem? Why can't I mean if if Kurt Warner can go to the Hall of Fame by way Mm -hmm. of the Iowa Barnstormers, then why not Heineke be QB one? Tony Romo is an undrafted free agent. That's you know, basically Parcell saw something in it, said, Hold on a second. I think we can make a sandwich out of this guy.
1: Yeah, the difference I would say with Romo is he went to the Cowboys, stayed with the Cowboys. Warner you know, was cut by Green Knocked Bay. Knocked around, yes. And 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 for the one millionth time, stock shelves at a grocery store. Uh, played in the arena league, and then got his other opportunity with the Rams. So it, I think that's more similar to Heineke than than Romo.
0: So what what was uh, notable about the game? What was the best thing about the game? I I saw where um what's his name fumbled twice.
1: Yeah, uh, and, but he didn't fumble twice. No, he fumbled once. Once. Yeah.
0: Antonio Gibson, big, bad fumble. Was it a bad fumble?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it was It was right after he'd taken the hand off and it got slapped out of his hand, and it was where it happened. They, they put together a really nice drive, and it happened at the 10-yard line. So that was a, a killer there. And then at the end of the game, where it was more important to burn clock than necessarily to pick up a first down, though a first down would have been nice, he goes out of bounds. Oh. And so uh, after they kicked the field goal to go up six, you you're leaving Carolina with like a minute and 50 instead of like a minute 10. Right. And uh, and they were able to stop Cam on fourth down. They made the play. But that could have been disastrous uh, the way, especially in the second half, the way he was running and, and making some plays. So, you know, uh, Rivera defended him. He, he said on the uh, out-of-bounds run, he said, quote, he got a freaking horse collar. Well, I, I didn't see it. I, I think he's defending his guy. But the, the thing about Antonio Gibson is when he plays, he's terrific. You, you But the problem is he turns it over. So you can't play him because of that, but you can't not play him because he runs so well. I mean, he's he's a power runner who hasn't played really running back till he got to the yeah. NFL. He was a receiver in college.
0: Seven more games. What is the new high water mark? What is the new best case scenario? They're at four wow. and six right now. Seven more games. I mean, call it just four and three for a reasonable split. Yeah, that puts think, you I at think, eight
1: and nine on the year. Yeah, and even then, I don't think you're you're looking at a wild card there. I mean, the the crazy way this schedule lines up, and they did this on purpose. The last five games they, are division games. Rattle Dallas around twice. the division, yeah. Yeah, Philly and they, twice and
0: then Giants. And yeah. The fact Philly's waking up just a bit. Jalen Hurts is playing some football. They might have found well, their quarterback.
1: Well, they they should have won the division last year because I don't know what they were doing in that final <laughs> game against Washington where they, where they benched they Jalen Hurts. They yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, they're, you know, he's, I, I loved him in college, and I love what he did. When you know he got benched in the championship game and everybody said, Oh, that's it, he's gonna transfer. He stayed another year, he pulled out a big game for Alabama, and then he went out and had a great year for Oklahoma. So I, I admire him a lot.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so there's rampant hope, I'm sure. Now that is oh, yeah. spawn of a two-game yeah. win streak.
1: The accuracy that Heineke has, and you're gonna see this when you when you watch the video, that that he's putting the ball in exactly the right spot. He's gone two games without an interception. Had some close calls against Tampa. Really, I can't remember a a play where there was a real chance for that. And Terry McLaurin, whatever he wants when he becomes a free agent in the offseason, give it to him. I love that guy. Oh, I love that guy.
0: He's really good. Uh, Taylor Heineke, this from Nick Ackridge, Pro Football Focus. He says, Mm -hmm. Taylor Heineke on third and fourth down the last two weeks, a 92.4 overall grade, I don't know what the grade means, but 21-25 for 247 yards. Two wow. touchdowns, no INTs, a 91.7% adjusted completion rate, which I don't know what that means either. Mm,
1: Sounds well, pretty good, though, right? Yeah, I, uh, I I would take those as the specs, and I'll drive it right off the lot. <laughs>
0: You're like, <laughs> I'll <laughs> take it. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, did you see what Jim Irsay did, owner of the Colts? I did not. He apparently handed out autographed $100 bills to the Buffalo Bill fans who sat in front of them and were hearing them cheer really loudly as the Colts were kicking their asses up and down the field. Sort of a thank you, like, hey, you know what, sorry we were so obnoxious, but here's a $100 and I signed it.
1: Boss move?
0: <laughs> sort of
1: schmucky yeah would
0: you <laughs> take a hundred dollars from jerry
1: jones um yeah what I do you mean would. why'd you have to go um yeah it's a hundred
0: dollars yeah i'll I don't,
1: take it uh, yeah why not sure yeah but 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 again that's that's like it's like, hey, I'm rich. Watch this. Hundred dollars means nothing to me. Here, I'll even sign it for you. Would, you know,
0: <laughs> would you would you spit on it and say no thanks? Almost like uh, Kirk Douglas's dad in Wall Street.
1: Uh, no, or, no, not, I, Kirk,
0: I, not Kirk, not Kirk. Uh, Michael Douglas's dad.
1: Michael. Um, His dad.
0: No, 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 no. Sheen. Martin Sheen. Car- yeah, Charlie, yeah.
1: Mar- yeah, Charlie Sheen. Sheen
0: is, Charlie Sheen, Sheen. Yeah, was the hot Wall Street broker yeah,
1: and so it was martin sheen who was martin it, sheen who was the father who is the airline mechanic right and he says he snaps i don't him, he judge goes, a man by, by the size, size of his wallet <laughs> <laughs> that
0: would have been that would have been pretty like if you're filming it that would have been pretty boss to tell you know uh jim or say take your fucking hundred dollars and run with it i don't need it don't want it
1: yeah i didn't like your drunk father either so <laughs> get out of here
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> bookie i know you're gonna bet this season so do the smart thing and sign up with my bookie and use our promo code zabe that's charlie zulu alpha bravo echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar that's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code zabe and making your first deposit today bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie and when you win get paid You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match. Need to hire? You need. Indeed. Are you sick of the taunting penalties at this point in the NFL? Clyde Edwards-Alaire got a penalty just for pointing at a defender as he ran into the end zone untouched.
1: You know, Ron Rivera was on the competition committee, and and he was partially behind this to, to get the taunting penalties ramped up this year. And he said, you know, what we're trying to prevent is these big brawls where people get hurt. Do you remember big brawls and people getting hurt from taunting? I don't. No, but I do
0: remember the Bengals Steelers game that was on Monday night that involved the head hunting with guys like um, who was it? Uh, the defender for the Bengals who was pretty much straight up Pac Man, not Pac Man Jones. Jones. It was somebody else, but. It was a bad game. It was it was so brutal. It was such prison yard football that mm-hmm. Sean McDonough was like, This this is terrible to see. And John Gruden echoed those sentiments. And I think it mm. what hate was what hastened the demise of Gruden and McDonough in that booth because they were like, This is not good for the
1: game. Mm. You don't remember yeah. that game? I don't, but you know, it's uh late night. Vontez you know Perfect. And- Vontez Perfect
0: word. is the guy. Yeah, that was that was the game Vontez Perfect laid out Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, okay. And, okay. like, knocked him out. And there was a bunch of headhunting shots all over the place. So, I, big brawls, I'm trying to think. When was the last big brawl in the NFL? I
1: don't know. We had one in the NBA last night, but no, not, uh, not one that I can remember. Yeah. I'm
0: not against the concept, but I think it's being applied in a way which is hmm. – not good. I think basically if you said, look, if a player comes off the bench to get involved in a fight,
1: he's mm-hmm. out of the game period. Yeah. Well, that's the NBA had that for years. Yeah. So that right. makes sense.
0: Right. Well, the NBA had to crack down on it. You would agree mm-hmm. that the NBA was not being served well by its big brawls.
1: No, no. Well, I, you know, I go back to the days when they used to happen fairly frequently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, There's a guy named Norm Van Leer for the bulls. Seemed like he had a couple of fights a week. <laughs> right. And, exactly. uh, and I remember one, uh, in the '70s, a game that I was at between the Bullets and the Pistons. It was Bob Lanier, who was you know six ten and and one of the better players in the league. And the Bullets had a guy named Leonard Gray, who was like their enforcer. And they went into the stands swinging at each other. I mean, fists sure flying. Yeah, yeah. And and there was no you know I don't even think that game was televised, so there was no big you know whoop about it. And I remember going in the locker room to talk to Leonard Gray about it, and he's he's smoking a cigarette while he's talking to us. <laughs> <I know. laughs> That's the way the 70s rolled, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, with the mm. uh, with the LeBron fight, I brought up Rudy Tomjanovich, and then I yeah. quickly asked my 30-year-old producer, Josh, I go, you don't know who that is, do you? And he goes, nope. And I go, yep. well, come up on Uncle Stevie's knee. Let me let me tell you a story. I started by describing it thusly. I go, you saw a Semi-Pro. And he goes, oh yeah, Will Ferrell, love that movie. I go, that was basically the league back then. <laughs> like the movie wasn't that far off from a on-court, you know, standpoint. There were fights all the time, and I told him how Rudy Tomjanovich got his face caved in by Kermit Washington, nearly died.
1: Yeah, uh, but you know, and and I don't really want to defend Kermit too much on this, oh, but he was boy. he he was he was battling Kevin Coonert, I believe, at the time, and Coonert was uh, a little rough on Korean, so it was. <laughs> You know, it was Kermit's job to to, you know, make sure that Cooner, that you know, backed off a little bit from the Hall of Famer there. And while they were involved in a scuffle, Rudy came running up right. and just as he was running up to, you know, either pull Kermit off or, or get involved, Kermit turned around, put his fist out straight and Rudy ran into it like a battering ram and his face just shattered. I mean, it was it was absolutely brutal, and uh, Kermit was suspended. His career was never the same, and uh, and Rudy was really never the same after that. He did come back and play, but he, his you know his, yeah. his 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 body was really messed up from that. Now there was a
0: lot of bench clearing, if not brawls, kerfuffles in the Van Gundy era and Pat Riley era when the yeah. two were squaring off Knicks and Heat, and that's when the league. And David Stern had to crack down really hard on anyone leaving the bench, whereby yeah. one year Tim Duncan stepped one foot off the bench area onto the court and got suspended for like a crucial game five in their Western Conference playoff series.
1: Yeah. And I think the Suns were, were, you cost the shot at the, at the finals because of that. Some of their players got suspended. after But series it, it sent the yeah.
0: message of we're not fucking around. We will yeah. literally one foot onto the court. You're done.
1: Right. And right. that, and that pretty so much worked.
0: nipped it in the bud. Uh, yeah. Although this fight, okay, so I give LeBron credit; he rarely loses his cool. Yeah, this was only a second ejection in his career. Yeah, and I think this was a pretty bad one because he clearly flicked his fist out in a way to 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 get a shot, get a piece of Isaiah. Uh, what was this the guy's name? No, Isaiah was, Stewart. Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely did it on purpose but he also did it in a sneaky LeBron way so it wouldn't look like a punch,
1: right? Yeah, but I think that the, the big takeaway is the video of Stewart just gushing blood. I mean, it, it, it looks like he just got out of the ring with Mike Tyson in his prime, and and they can't restrain him. I mean, he's he, he makes three or four runs at LeBron. Uh, when, before they finally got things under control and LeBron leaving the arena without talking to the media, I thought was also oh. a bad look, well, but that's, you know,
0: that's I, he majors in bad looks.
1: I know, but I think he, he could have handled that a little bit better. You know, if he's, if he's, if he's the greatest of all time, I think that he handles uh, uh, that a little bit better. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's saying he is. I'm not saying he is, oh. but if he wants to be in the discussion for that, no, he's I think not. he faces the
0: he's, yeah. he, he's not in the discussion. We'll never be in the discussion. Not my well, discussion.
1: No, I agree with that. And that's no.
0: not me saying he doesn't belong in the Pantheon. He's definitely in the Pantheon top 10 easy, but greatest mm-hmm. ever. No, no, I would agree. Uh, so there's, there's that. All right. Um, some other stuff uh, that I have on my docket here. Hold on mm-hmm. a second. I'm on my phone here. Let me go to my your notes. App. Yeah. My, mm-hmm. my list that I sent you uh, hold on. Nobody
1: writes anything down on a piece of paper where you could look at it easily. Do you even have a legal pad in your possession? I do,
0: but it's somewhere. <laughs> oh, wizards. Yes. Good question yeah. mark
1: well here here's the thing uh they're deep they're a deep team uh what that will mean once they get to the playoffs we'll see but right now they're fun they have a guy by the name of montrez harrell yeah who comes off the bench and gives them double figures <laughs> just about every night straight I mean, energy yeah uh and uh you know they they they've got some players so that if somebody's having a bad night, uh, Kyle Kuzma, whoever it is, there's somebody to pick them up. They haven't had that in a long time.
0: Yeah, and the coach I think is a better coach for yep. this team than you know legacy Scott Brooks, who was still sort of coasting on fumes of his days with Durant in OKC.
1: Well, I mean, look, Les <laughs> unsel comes in and you hear Junior. Well, he's gonna, He's going to stress defense oh well that's when, new we've when never have we heard, heard that, that before. before right exactly <laughs> yeah. and every coach brooks was like the worst of all i mean it, his his numbers <laughs> are just you know <laughs> it's just it's just ridiculous and uh and and wes Onsell jr who did a good job with that with denver which nobody was paying attention to because it was denver uh comes back to the team where his father is a legend the greatest player in the history of the franchise and uh Play, you know, so far, I mean, you're, what are you, less than 15 games in, but so far, so good.
0: Yeah. Um, It's fun to have a decent team. And also let's not, let's not ignore the big thing. Tommy Shepard, greater sign, Ernie Grunfeld.
1: Well, yes, I would say that that what he has done uh, has been very impressive. He took an untradeable John Wall. Oh, no, 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 That's a contract you cannot deal. Nope. He traded it and he traded for Russell Westbrook who gave him a fun year. And then he flipped Westbrook for all these parts. And, and right now wall is in Houston. They can't even play him. They're one in 15 and, you know, and Westbrook is not
0: exactly lifting the Lakers up to any great heights right now.
1: They're struggling now, but you know, again, let's see what happens in April. But, uh, what he's done for, for this franchise for now, I mean, it's, it's still November, but we haven't seen this kind of fun around here in a long time.
0: I know Ernie was your boy, but he was like a dinosaur. He well, was just, he, he was part of an older generation. I'm not saying he was as bad and uh, as an, uh, and as absent as Bob Ferry was as GM, but he was old school. He was not nimble and new and analytic and creative thinking. Tommy Shepard is
1: big yeah, difference. Now Shep Shepard, Shepard, is, is really forward thinking. He talks about chemistry and things like that. Now remember Ernie came in here after the Michael Jordan fiasco. Remember that. And he made them into a playoff team. He made the deal for Gilbert Arenas, and he added some parts, and there were some, some good years. He had a propensity to make some really bad draft picks. Oh, yeah. And he made some trades that weren't very good, but was able to resuscitate himself with some good trades to fix it. So he was here for 16 years, which was too long. But <laughs> along the way, he gave us some good years, which we hadn't had in a long time.
0: Stop me if you've heard this one before. They're going to start a spring football league. Yeah. 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 (laughs) The new USFL, which is uh, going to be co-owned by Fox, which shockingly, Colin Coward today said, he's a big fan of spring football.
1: Well, uh, remember this. The USFL was doing... Pretty well on television. It wasn't. It wasn't when? tanking. When? Oh, in the eighties, they they did in okay. The they, well, they they had a deal with with ABC and ESPN. They were putting games on. People were talking about it. Uh, there were a number of great players. Now they they did wonders for the salary structure in the NFL because uh, before the USFL came along, the owners had the players under their thumb. There was no free agency and, and things like that. And, uh, and there were some, you know, it was, it was a watchable product in the spring and Donald Trump came along and he wanted to force a merger. And, uh, and so then he pushed for, for fall football. They went to court and they actually won. (laughs) They won their antitrust suit, but the damages were $3. Well, yada, yada,
0: yada. That's history. I want Andy Poland to tell me if spring football will work now in today's day and age.
1: I think it will. And I think if, if you look at what the XFL was doing uh, prior to the pandemic, remember, they, they had only five games played, but they had some some I thought it was OK. I, I, I don't think of something I was watching every week, but I was watching parts of games and people I know who went to uh, XFL games in Washington at Audi Field. Which is a twenty thousand seat stadium?
0: They said that a hell of a time. So this USFL is going to compete against the XFL, which is being re 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 resurrected yeah. again this coming spring by, by the Rock. Yeah, the Rock
1: is going to you know another That's a lot of survive. spring football.
0: I, mean, I, I I'm not convinced it'll still. I don't. I'm not convinced it'll ever work. I almost maybe. feel like it is. Um, it's like the Bermuda Triangle of sports ideas. It seems so alluring and. People love football in the fall. It's too short. Let's give them more football in the spring. I think many fans have moved on. They're yeah, ready for spring sports.
1: I, I think it's like, you know, when I, back in the uh, 70s and 80s, Armand's Pizza was very popular, and they had a spot in uh, Chevy Chase, and it was always very crowded. There was a place uh, two doors down called Maggie's. Maggie's, I don't know if it was anything special. This is a local Maggie's-
0: pizza joint to D.C. for those listeners outside of the market.
1: Yeah. Armand's. I- and, and, and Maggie's pizza was a couple doors down and uh, people who didn't want to wait in line at Armand's would go to Maggie's and they did pretty good business. And I think that's what they're looking at with this spring football. They go, Oh my God, people, <laughs> do you see the numbers? People watching the NFL, even if we get a skidge right. of that, we're right. okay. Yeah.
0: It's like building the, the, uh, Burger King across the street from the McDonald's, yeah. you know, yeah. you know who you are, You're number mm-hmm. two, but if that yeah. drive-through line looks long. Some dad is going to go, sorry, kids, it's Burger King today.
1: Right, right. It's like it's uh, years ago, Avis uh, Rent-A-Cars used to do commercials. Uh, we try harder because we're number right. two. we was number one.
0: Herds was number no. one. We try harder. We're, we know no. we're not number one. We're going to try harder. Did you see the Tiger Woods clip? I
1: did, and I got excited.
0: <laughs> you did? <laughs> I did. <laughs> did you pre-order your Chinese food for Sunday, a eh? tradition unlike <laughs> any other?
1: No, but but I looked at the calendar, and I counted how many months it was until April when he can come back in the Masters.
0: (laughs) I I mean, he's going to play at the Masters, I believe. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Will he play well? Don't know, but I believe he's going to play.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I don't know golf very well, but he had a, a sleeve on his leg, but other than that, it looked like he was hitting the golf ball pretty well, wasn't he?
0: If he comes back to win a major which would be a comeback on top of the other comeback he had just before he got smashed up again, is it the greatest comeback of all time in sports history?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, Is uh, it
0: better than Hogan? Is it better than Joe Montana, whose back was so messed up they mm -hmm. thought for sure he couldn't play again and managed to author a few more good years with Kansas City?
1: Well, he got them to the AFC Championship game, but – the, to me, the, the E60 that they did on Alex Smith, oh, my God. That's a good one. I yeah. Mean, uh, he, he did play. He didn't, you know, and he played pretty well. Um, So Ben Hogan, of course, you know, coming back, and he was, you know, he was still basically lipping around, right? Mm-hmm. Was that the U.S. Open that he won when he came back from that? Yes, he did. Tent? Yep, at you know? Merriam. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, they're, they, they've had him before, but, boy, Tiger has a propensity for this now. He's like uh, he's like one of those guys that they shoot out of a cannon. You know, he's, right. <laughs> he's always, there's always something now.
0: He's like uh, Super Dave Osborne, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's exactly. He's getting crushed
1: yeah. in these stunts. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so another Tiger comeback. What is it this time? Did he smash his car into a fire hydrant? Did he uh, <laughs> drive off a cliff? Come on, what is it this time?
0: And then your item is Emily Mayfield pulls a Brenda Warner. This would be... Yeah. Mrs. Baker Mayfield, who appears in all the uh, progressive, progressive or State Farm commercials.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did you hear about this? No news to oh. me. Lay it on me. Okay, so she she put out an Instagram post uh, after the game, and, and they they won, but barely over the uh, woeful Lions. And she said something like, maybe um, can even look it up here." But she said that uh, she said that that uh, anybody who questions his toughness. Um, you know, it, it, here's the quote, uh, nobody better say anything bad about Baker or Mayfield after this game. I don't think I've seen toughness like this in a while. Maybe the rest of our team should take the hint and get tougher.
0: Oh, whoa, 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 whoa,
1: whoa. Brenda, get back in your lane. Yeah, that's uh Brenda Warner who called a talk show, uh, in St. Louis, to complain that uh, the offense wasn't being run properly with their husband, Kurt Warner, or the, the offensive coordinator wasn't calling the right plays. I forget what exactly what it was, but no, women, wives, stay out. Don't don't go into your husband's office and make trouble. Right. Unbelievable.
0: Oh, and uh, due to toilet breaks allegedly becoming a strategy now in tennis, the APT, ATP has just announced that toilet breaks next season will be limited to three minutes. Mm. <laughs> the official rules the player can take a minimum of three minutes after he enters the toilet. So, this yeah. has become a bit of gamesmanship. They're like, ah, ooh, ah, I got to go potty.
1: I'll be right back. Mm. You know who tried that uh, was uh, was Albert Hainsworth during the conditioning test. Remember this? Yeah. He tried yeah, to yeah, take a did. bathroom I break.
0: <laughs> and, and Shanahan was not having it. Oh, uh, you know, Albert. Uh, he didn't pass the test, so uh, we're just uh, we're not going to be able to have him out there today. I, mean, I don't know. You know, he took he took the money, so we'll see if he comes out to practice today. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> old tough guy Shannon. All right, what is your Thanksgiving looking like?
1: Ah, uh, this year we're going to my brother in law's in Baltimore, and uh, my mother in law is is still with us, thank God. But she's uh, at ninety one, not doing the Thanksgiving anymore. She did it well into her eighties. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get together with the, uh, with the in-laws and all that. And, and are you going to uh, sit
0: in front of a folding table in front of the TV like you used to do?
1: No, because um, Washington's not playing this year. So I thought uh, you did that for every Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, I did it at her house. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't know if I can pull that kind of rank at the brother-in-law's house. So <laughs> try <laughs> it. stay in my lane there. Try it and, I bought and see the, what happens. And, I, again, I bought the TV for the mother-in-law. He's, he's got oh. his own TV.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, if it makes any difference, when is the Lions
1: game on Thursday? Do we know? That's always winless. the early. They're always the early game, so okay. that's the twelve thirty game, and You're then right. the Cowboys play, yeah. and then and and I, I believe yesterday all six of the teams that are playing yeah. on Thanksgiving. Lost First
0: week. time ever we're going into Thanksgiving, but guess what? It doesn't matter. There's nothing else on that's better. You never know if a game is going to be really great. Like the Charger-Steeler game was great. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. the Steelers again? These guys? Because I'd just seen them the other night. And I was like, I'm tired of these guys. Played a hell of a game. That's how the NFL is. Kings Mm -hmm. stay kings. (laughs) All right, Andy. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Thanks, Ed. You too.
0: And we will end on this. Road wins on the ATP Just got a hell of a lot harder. Apparently, players had been abusing the sort of gentlemanly or ladylike leeway for potty breaks during matches. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah, gotta go. All right, time. And then everyone just do, 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 check their phones. Your opponent would just sit sit there and pluck his racket strings. Okay, we good? We're back. Apparently, they've been used as sort of momentum killers and virtual timeouts and and not really going potty. Or if they're going potty, they're spending a lot of time in there. They're having a cigarette. They're doing something. So due to toilet breaks allegedly becoming a strategic element in tennis, the ATP has announced that toilet breaks next year will be limited to three minutes. Road wins are going to be really hard. Now, most of these are number one. I got to believe at some point, a tennis player has had to get a road win in the middle of a set. And I would like to know, has a tennis player ever, in the middle of a five-set match, got a road win and rallied to actually win the match? If anyone knows that, let me know. The official rule says the player can take a maximum now of three minutes after he or she enters the toilet. Clock is ticking. I say you mic up the toilet and play it over the stadium PA system like in Naked Gun, and then they'd speed up in a hurry. That is a wrap for today. Emails, texts, tweets, you name it, feedback i love it all send it to me zabe at yahoo.com is the email address hit me up on twitter at zave. charlie zulu alpha bravo echo give my morning show a shot on 97.3 the game in milwaukee and if you're not in milwaukee the iheart app carries it just look for 97.3 the game and my beautiful polish name thanks for listening spread the word rate and review sign up for fridays if you want to support the cast have yourself a great tuesday Give it a half day and I give you the afternoon off because Thanksgiving is coming and ain't nobody getting nothing done tomorrow. Thanks for listening and we will see you next time. To make winning this season your best ever with My Bookie. With a historic 18 week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sports book casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than My Bookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with My Bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie Zulu. Alpha Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, and when you win, get paid.